0: And I mean, like, everyone's trying to tell me their issues, and I'm like, bitch, can you just cue up my drum?
1: Welcome to Rebel Girls Book Club. I'm Harmony.
0: And I'm Maggie.
1: And we're here to take an intersectional, feminist approach to books from all over the spectrum. Bestsellers, we've got you covered. That one book from English class you've while you read, but you can't forget? We've got that, too. Comic books, nonfiction—it's it's all right here. So grab your tea, grab your blanket, and let's get rebellious about your favorite new reads.
0: Hello, I am Harmony. I am Maggie. Welcome back to Rebel Girls Book Club, where this week we are doing a book tag. Harmony, what's the book tag called?
1: This time, I am the book tag person, and I am doing the Romance Reader book tag. I found this on Books Real When Shared. That can't be right. Nope, that's right. Books Real When Shared. (laughs) The original creator of this tag was the Bookish Knitter and Romance Queen of Booktube on YouTube. All right, Nayi, are you prepared? Are you ready for a Harmony book tag?
0: I am ready for a Harmony book tag. Let's
1: do it! All right, all right. So the first question is, what age did you start to read romance novels? Ooh, that's a really good
0: question. I mean, we've talked about my love for Cassandra's Claire before, how she's my red flag problematic fave. So I think that if you consider that romance, because it's really fantasy romance for teens, then probably like 15, 16. But the first time I started actively making choices to read romance as an adult, I was 24.
1: Wow. Okay. I wanna go on a quick little a quick little interlude while we discuss how Cassandra Clare as Maggie's red flag problematic fave is just if you all have it figured out, like that's the epitome of Maggie for me. Because I met her when she was 17 and like legit thought she was edgy and she was a Tumblr fangirl. And it still exists today, and every time it shows its face, even as now that she's 26, it really, really delights me. yes okay I was nine years old when I read my first romance novel I think I've shared that before there was a sex scene it was spicy that was like my first sex scene too I think I hadn't discovered anything else yet so yay romance. And then I I read one romance-esque novel, like rom-com, because I've always really loved the Shopaholic series, I think when I was 21, because I was continuing that series. But then I really didn't touch it at all until I was 25, 26, 25, maybe. 25, I'm going to say. That's the series by Sophie Kinsella, right? Yeah. Yeah. Love the Shopaholic series. I've actually
0: really wanted to read that. I never read it when I was younger, and I feel like for whatever reason, a lot of people find that series in their late teens and early 20s, but I've been watching as a movement a lot of the book community revisited as older adults and saying that it still stands up. So now I'm really intrigued to uh, visit this series for the first time. That's really funny.
1: I started that at 10, I think, and it's still, it was, they had a newish book out in 2016, I remember. And that was the last book of the series that I read. I think it was like Shopaholic and Celebrity Baby or something. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) I'm sure I'm butchering it. Yes. All right. I'm still doing the questions. That's my turn. That's what I do. Okay. If you could pick one hero to meet from your favorite romance novels, who would it be and why?
0: I think it would be Alex from People We Meet on Vacation, which is kind of funny because I feel like he's sort of the safe choice because that's kind of his archetype in the series is that he's very much a homebody but just yeah I think if I actually had to deal with any of them in real life it would be Alex.
1: Who is who we meet on vacation by? I'm curious. Oh it's by Emily Henry. Okay interesting and what Alex is a homebody?
0: Yeah so the the whole concept of people we meet on vacation is it's about two friends who meet in college that are kind of polar opposites. Poppy wants to be a travel writer and she loves to like vacation and travel essentially a lot. And Alex, he lives a quieter life in the hometown he grew up in as a teacher. And he doesn't necessarily like to go on these adventures, except for the fact that they're best friends and they go together. (laughs) And the book follows one summer for 10 or one vacation every summer for 10 years, because that's how they like keep their friendship alive as they go on this one trip together until summer eight, when something happens, and then they stop. So two years after that, they like rekindle their friendship by bringing back the summer vacation.
1: Oh, that's very cute. I love that. I love that long style romance.
0: It really worked for me because you really got a sense of the building of their friendship and why they liked each other so much. And the whole contemporary part of the romance itself only takes a week. But it keeps flashing back to past summers, so you get to see the whole thing build up. Even if their trip into becoming a romantic couple doesn't actually take that long.
1: Okay, all right. Mine is Jane. I would like you all to stop now and listen to our one stop, one last stop episode if you haven't already. For why I want to meet Jane, I, I guess I'll elaborate a little. Um, she's really sexy. <laughs> She's
0: hot. She lives on the subway, and she knows how to fuck. <laughs>
1: <That's> exactly. <it. laughs> but also, she's just really cool. That's my dream is being with someone who fights cops but isn't scary at the same time, because I think that like, you say you fight cops and you're brave enough. If you're that brave, you might scare me a little. But Jane doesn't scare me and also fights cops and could also make me orgasm. And that's a dream. That's a dream boat. <laughs> okay. The next question is, who are your favorite romance authors and why? I would say
0: Emily Henry, Talia Hibbert, and Tessa Dare. Harmony's laughing at me.
1: No, I'm not laughing. I'm reading the blog post that this came from. And they mentioned Casey McQuiston, Emily Henry, and Tessa Dare, among other people.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, they're they're some of the most popular romance authors. I'm not that well versed in the genre, as I'm sure you can imagine, given that I really only started reading it a couple years ago. And it's not something that I read a ton of. But I guess as to why Emily Henry books don't really read like romances a lot of the time they really feel like contemporary literary fiction that has a heavy romantic element and then the reason they're classified as romance is because they're spicy and they have sexy sexy times which isn't necessarily a requirement for me to like romance novels obviously but for me it just really works the way that she talks about real life trauma in a way that feels serious and weighty it makes me feel really connected to the characters talia hibbert i think does such a good job of making an ideal healthy relationship actually seem realistic and attainable (laughs) and also sexy like as we talked about in the Brown Sisters episodes she does such a good job at making it very clear that everybody deserves to have the love story that they want and I really can get behind that And then Tessa Dare books are just fun. They're so much fun. I guess Evie Dunmore too would be up there. They both write historical romances that have kind of like a feminist leaning or a feminist twist, even if that's not necessarily what would be historically accurate or whatever. And I just really like that because I love Mm -hmm. historical fiction and I want aggressive consent in my romance. So the fact that they marry those two things together makes me happy.
1: That's very cute. I love that. I'm gonna have to check out these authors because I haven't read anyone except for Talia Hibbert. But I also have a smaller, a smaller book palette, I guess. I also am going to say Talia Hibbert. She just is doing. Yeah, yeah. And also, to be fair, that's the only person whose work I've read multiple copies of. I guess that I can think of in the romance genre that I genuinely enjoyed and thought was really well done. So yay. Oh wait, is that true? Yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I think that's true. (laughs) So for all the reasons Maggie said, Talia Hibbert, and then also I have to give it to Sophie Kinsella because that's the other person in the romance genre that I've read multiple works from. And you know, they've been touchstone books for me because I discovered them so young and They've just gone throughout large parts of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I love a good, fun, fluffy, funny read. I
0: didn't think I used to. And then the pandemic made everything so sad. And now they're very necessary.
1: What is your favorite romance novel to reread? I don't think I've ever
0: reread one of my romance novels. I mean, I guess The Infernal Devices by Cassandra Clare, if we're counting that. But I've never, I'm not a huge rereader. It's actually a problem in my life that we've discussed on the podcast many times before.
1: I'm gonna have to go with Talia Hibbert, the Brown Sisters trilogy, because those are the only romance novels I can think of that I reread. I'm also not a huge rereader. I it will happen on very rare occasions when I need something really comforting, but it, it happens super rarely. Would you like the next question?
0: Yeah, lay it on me.
1: Alright. What book would you recommend to a non-romance reader? Ooh.
0: I would say the book that we're going to read next week on the podcast, which is Honey Girl by Morgan Rogers. There's romance in that. And it is a really cute romance novel, but it's much more about a 28 year old woman who has been on one path academically for a really long time and is now about to graduate with her PhD. And especially as a black woman in a STEM field, is navigating the fact that that's a hostile environment to work in and to try and figure out what she's up to. And to me, those themes often outweigh, and she has a very complicated relationship with her parents because of all of this. Those themes are really what make up the core of the book. And the romance is not a side plot necessarily, but it's It's part of the journey. It's one of the supporting acts as she's figuring out what she actually wants and what she wants to prioritize in her life now that she's been given the choice to because there's really no more school to do.
1: I should have answered this before, Maggie, because she kind of stole mine. And I say kind of because when I initially read this list, Honey Girl is what came to mind for all of the reasons that Maggie just stated the fact that the romance is more of a supporting act. And it's just such a great novel about being a young adult and trying to find your place in this capitalist hellscape. But then as I was just reading, I was like, well, obviously, the Brown sisters, because that was my reintroduction into romance. And that was magical. But now I kind of feel like Honey Girl might be a better answer because it's like not as romance-y. And now I just don't know. So it's either the Brown sisters or Honey Girl for me.
0: I mean, to be fair, I don't think that you could go wrong with either. I think that my first real reintroduction to romance, it was Get a Life, Chloe Brown, but I have kind of a complicated relationship with that book specifically. I think that for me, the first book in the Evie Dunmore series, which is now escaping my brain was my first reintroduction. And but I I don't know that I would necessarily recommend that to everybody. It's very, very romance heavy. And for me only worked because it was so historical fiction and that outweighed that for me. But I feel like Honey Girl, if you really just want to like dip your toes in has the right blend
1: of everything. And it's still a really cute and beautiful love story.
0: It's so gorgeous and so heartwarming. Oh, I would say as well, if you don't know how you feel about reading sex, the sex scenes in that book are a little bit more fade to black, right? Rather than being super,
1: super explicit. So if you're new to
0: that aspect of romance, Honey Girl is also a good choice for that reason.
1: Which is also really disappointing. and just very disappointing. I, I want to read more about the sex. I'm mad that, is, is her name Morgan Rogers? Is that the author's name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm mad that she did not include more sex scenes. I'm sorry, I know it's your book and your prerogative, but I would have enjoyed it.
0: I would have too. If I had to complain about it, it would have been that. But for people who might not necessarily be comfortable reading that or like are trying to dip their toes into that because they aren't familiar, it could be a good introduction.
1: The next question, our, our last question actually, is which is your favorite? Contemporary, suspense, or historical and why? Oh. You're acting like you have to think about that, Maggie. We all know you don't have to think about that at all.
0: (laughs) I mean, I guess historical.
1: (laughs) Were you genuinely questioning it?
0: I was a little bit just because I think that if I was to list my favorite romance books, it would be Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry, which are very much contemporary romance novels. And also, they only gave three options there, and there's way more subgenres. And I think that if I was to give, I, I gravitate more often towards fantasy romance.
1: That's what I was going to say to you, yeah. When you were thinking that, I was like, oh, yeah, if, if I had more options, it would be fantasy romance. I, in fact, pulled up fantasy romance for this book tag that we didn't get to mention. Do, do you want to do some honorable mentions, Maggie, of favorite romance novels that we didn't get to talk about? I don't know if I have any that I would actually recommend to the masses.
0: I think that the reason that I hesitate to talk about fantasy romance is I feel like a lot of fantasy romance is really problematic because it can lean so far into alpha male stereotypes that come about because you're with a fae man and it's a different species or like a vampire dude, you know? And I feel like part of the reason I like all of the novels that I talked about here is that it does, it like really subverts that very typical hero standard in the heteronormative relationships and half of the ones that we talked about were queer relationships
1: i'm gonna recommend the vine witch which maggie was supposed to read and didn't she bought another book instead as a it's a heterosexual romance novel but it's kind of like a discovery of witches if a discovery of witches wasn't so problematic i'd say i'm sure it's got problematic elements but at least it's not as bad and then I'm also going to recommend two graphic novels that kind of count for, kind of count as a fantasy romance. They are The Girl from the Sea by Molly Ostertag and Mooncakes by Suzanne Walker. Those both depict really cute sapphic romances. The Girl from the Sea is YA proper. And then Mooncakes gets categorized a lot as YA, but I think it's more new adult. It features characters who would be college age or maybe a little bit older, but are still actual new adults. And then I'm also going to recommend a YA fic called Girl Serpent Thorn, which I don't want to tell people too much about. But if you like fantasy romance, I think that's a good place to start. And I would also choose historical from that list.
0: There's just something about the past that feels very cozy, I think in those settings. And if I'm reading a romance, I'm looking for those light, fun, fluffy vibes. And I feel like that cozy aspect of I don't know, thinking about Victorian England, for example, even though historically, that's not really how it would have been. It just adds to the ambiance, right? It's the vibe.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think too, what's fun when we're looking at something like Victorian England, that really works is like, the fact that they are so suppressed, so like if a romance novel can give me something about, like, I see her wrist, oh, they really make it sexy. There's just something inherently hot about sexualizing things that shouldn't be sexy.
0: Yeah, I think that there is. And there's also like a, I think it's because it ups the pining so much. And the pining is one of the sweetest parts of any romance novel. You want a good pine. It's part of the reason why friends to lovers for me often work so well or like fake dating is because there's so much time where you feel like you couldn't or shouldn't be feeling the things that you do and not for any reason that's problematic, but just because it's like going outside what you assume this script should be.
1: Yeah, pining's hot. All right, that's the end of the book tag. Is there anything else you want to add, Maggie? What do you read in Harmony. I am reading, I'm still reading Get a Life, or not Get a Life, I'm reading (laughs) after A.G.B. Brown, because I didn't finish that from our Brown Sister trilogy, and then I'm also reading You Are Here, A Field Guide for Navigating Polarized Speech, Conspiracy Theories, and Our Polluted Media Landscape by Whitney Phillips and Ryan M. Milner.
0: Harmony's very excited about this book, like, very excited.
1: This is for some research that I'm doing, and I discovered that one of the authors, Whitney Phillips, went to undergrad in Humboldt County, which is where I used to live, and it's beautiful and gorgeous, and in this book, there's a lot of, like, mention of places where I have been, and it's, like, tied into this very specific thing that I am interested in studying, and I love that, and it's beautiful, and it makes me happy.
0: Maggie, what are you reading? (laughs) I am reading, what am I reading? What a good question. I'm reading The Between by Tan and Du, which is a psychological social horror. And I am reading Euphoria by Lily King, which I am mentally distressed about, but for probably good reasons.
1: What are we reading next week, Maggie? We are reading Honey Girl by
0: Morgan Rogers.
1: Yay! That's it. That's all I have. Um, we'll be back next week with Honey Girl by Morgan Rogers. <laughs> Bye! Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher app. You can support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash rgbc and clicking the support this podcast button. Our episode schedule can be found in our show notes or by going to our website RebelGirlsBook.club and clicking Read Along with the Show. You can follow us at RGBC Pod on Instagram, at Rebel Girls Book Club, on Facebook, at Rebel Girls Book One on Twitter, and you can email us at rebelgirlsbookclub Book Club at gmail.com. Our theme song is called Pretty Boys Make Me Feel Ugly, and it's by The Gays. See you soon, and remember to read rebelliously. Rebel Girls Book Club is a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media podcasts.